Have you ever wondered what exactly you should eat if you're interested in supporting hormone health? In this episode, you're going to learn how much protein, carbohydrates, and fat women should consume for nourishment and hormone health. Plus, what happens to your hormones when your carbohydrate intake is too low, how to balance your blood sugar to balance your hormones, how stress, weight loss resistance, and hormones are all connected and what to do about it, and how to eat if you have estrogen dominance or low progesterone. You'll hear from guest contributors in this episode, Karen Martell, Certified Transformational Nutrition Coach and Weight Loss and Hormone Expert, and Allie Damron, Licensed Acupuncturist and Hormone Health Expert. By the way, I'm Jenny Holbert, if we haven't met, and I'm all about helping you live and sweat in sync with nature. WILD actually stands for Women Into Living Their Dreams, because I believe that when we take care of our bodies, we can take all the adventures and live our one wild life. So thank you for being here, and here's the Wild Wellness Podcast. The number one cause of weight loss resistance in women is hormonal imbalance. I'm Karen Martell, Certified Transformational Nutrition Coach and Hormone and Weight Loss Expert. If you've been working out and eating right and you have lost little to no weight, you could be suffering with weight loss resistance. Weight loss resistance is when you're doing everything right. <laughs> you are working out, you're eating well, and you still can't lose weight. When women hit the age of 35 plus, her hormones start to change. Women may notice that their PMS becomes worse. They develop insomnia. Their sex drive begins to wane. They might feel more anxiety or depression. And they begin to put weight on around the middle. And that weight becomes harder and harder to lose as they head into their 40s and beyond. There are six key hormones that have the biggest influence on your weight. That is estrogen, progesterone, cortisol, thyroid, insulin, and testosterone. In our late 30s, progesterone begins to wane, causing things like anxiety, PMS, heavy, painful periods. The balance between estrogen and progesterone becomes off with estrogen being high and progesterone being low. This estrogen dominance can cause weight in your hips and belly. You can feel inflamed, have sore breasts, menstrual headaches, and once again, heavy and painful periods. This waning progesterone can affect what is called your cortisol. Cortisol is our stress hormone. We, we want just enough cortisol. We want to be able to f have a stressor for the cortisol to come up and then go back to homeostasis. But what we're seeing more and more and more of, especially in women, is high cortisol levels. And when your cortisol is high, it really begins to affect your progesterone because progesterone is needed to make cortisol. So if you're stressed out and you're over the age of 35, you are going to be sapping those progesterone levels faster than you should be. 
High levels of cortisol can cause many symptoms, including blood sugar dysregulation, cravings for salt and sugar. I always know when my stress is too high because my sugar cravings go up. And you'll start to see weight gain in the belly area when cortisol is too high. You can also have too low cortisol. And that can be from chronic stress or infection. A lot of the time, if you are running on, you know, full speed ahead and your cortisol levels are always high, eventually the body's smart and it will say, "Mm, we don't like this high cortisol nonsense. And it's going to start down regulating that cortisol in order to preserve the system. And low cortisol can cause fatigue, can cause thyroid problems. So can high cortisol as well. It can cause immune dysfunction. Once again, weight loss resistance. <laughs> and this, these things are very common. The either too high or too low cortisol levels in women. Now, as we head into our 40s and beyond, we lose about 75% of this progesterone. And then we eventually start to lose our estrogen as well. Up until we get down to 1% of our estrogen levels that we had in our fertile years. And when estrogen is too low, just like when it's too high, can cause a whole host of problems including insulin resistance and leptin resistance. Leptin is your hunger hormone. So it increases your hunger levels. You never feel full and everything you eat is getting stored as fat. And this is why we see women that are going through perimenopause and menopause start to put weight on in their belly. This is from low estrogen. Now, next, testosterone. When too high, it can create insulin resistance as well, just like estrogen deficiency can. But when too low, it can cause a sluggish metabolism and muscle wasting, both of which can cause weight gain. The fifth hormone is thyroid. Your thyroid runs your metabolism, and many things can affect your thyroid function, including nutrient deficiency, low-carb diets, and overuse of fasting. The autoimmune condition, Hashimoto's, gut dysbiosis, genetics, and other hormones, like when there's too much estrogen or too low progesterone, can all affect how your thyroid functions. Having a low thyroid will cause weight gain all over your body and make it very, very hard to lose. The final hormone is insulin. Insulin is what handles our blood sugar. There are many things that can impact our insulin, including age, genetics, hormones like estrogen, and of course, our diet. That probably has the biggest impact on your insulin and whether or not you become insulin resistant. When you become insulin resistant, your body stores everything you eat as fat and your body 
It makes it so that you cannot lose weight and you will gain weight once again in the belly area. You know, when you see those, you see men specifically that have the very large, hard bellies, that is a sign of insulin resistance. Women may not get the big belly bulge, but we will get more belly fat, the more insulin, insulin resistant we become. And so it's about correcting all of these things. Now, how do you do that? Well, there's many different ways that you can do it. And it really takes a whole approach where you're looking at different dietary strategies, depending on which hormone is out of balance. Because there's some, for instance, like insulin resistance that do really well on things like ketogenic or carnivore-based diets. But when you've got a thyroid problem and low cortisol, which is very common in women, then you don't want to be going low-carb keto or carnivore because that will make it worse. You'll also have more inflammation. So you're going to be wanting to look at things like autoimmune paleo-based diets or a paleo-based diet. When you have hormone dysfunction, like high estrogen, low progesterone, then you really want to be making sure that you are metabolically flexible and that you can be going in and out of ketosis in order to help lower the inflammation and help support the hormonal system. So as you can see, there's many different things that you can do as far as diet goes when it comes to your hormones. With the estrogen dominance, you want to do things like eat lots of cruciferous vegetables to help clear out those estrogens and help balance the progesterone. You want to Take in supplements like vitamin C and Vitex to help support your own progesterone levels. As you begin to go into your 40s and maybe start hitting more perimenopause and menopause years, and that estrogen begins to drop and the progesterone's dropping and maybe even the testosterone's dropping, this is due to ovarian failure. And it's just our own bodies aging and stopping and it stops producing these hormones. And at that point, you can look into the safe bioidentical hormone therapy. And if you do that with a good diet and you're exercising, this can be the golden ticket to make sure that you do not gain weight through these years and maintain the weight that you're at. So if you head over to karenmartel.com, you can take my comprehensive hormone quiz to find out which of these hormones could be stopping you from losing weight. As well, check out my top-rated women's health podcast, The Other Side of Weight Loss. You can find it on iTunes or any other podcast platform that you use. In the podcast, I dig deep into all of the different all the different factors that could be stopping you from losing weight and regaining your health. I interview some of the top health professionals in the industry. So you can check that out at the other side of weight loss. All right, you guys, I hope this has helped. And remember, pay attention to your hormones if you're trying to lose weight. 
Hi, my name is Allie Dameron. I am an acupuncturist and a women's hormone expert. And today I wanted to chat about a couple of different topics relating to hormone health because I know that it can be a confusing, um, kind of difficult thing to work through. So the first thing is I have a group coaching program called Heal Your Hormones Masterclass. And in that course, I go through what I call my five pillars to healing hormone health. So the first one is what I call a healing mindset. And what we talk about in that pillar is when we talk about healing mindset, so much of the different hormonal um, symptoms that I see women go through have to do with cortisol, adrenaline, stress. You might have heard too that, you know, when we get different symptoms in PMS or insomnia or anxiety or things like that, that they are just due to stress. And, you know, I think that while that's true, the idea of that can be kind of disempowering because a lot of women come and say, you know, I know that stress plays a role in this. My symptoms are worse when I'm super stressed, but I don't know what to do about it. And, Um, what I tell them is, okay, we don't have to necessarily eliminate your stress or your stressors, but we have to get your body to respond to it differently. And so when we think about how stress impacts our hormones, we have to think through cortisol and adrenaline, which are two hormones that are um, produced when we have a ton of stress uh, going on in our body. And so the healing mindset has to do with different self-care techniques, different mindset techniques. Our thoughts play a huge role into how we, how our body responds to stress. So if you're thinking thoughts of, you know, scary things and negativity and you're watching negative things or you're watching the news all day, or you're telling yourself that you're inadequate, you need to be doing better, you're a perfectionist, those types of things, your thoughts are likely contributing to some of those stress hormones that are being produced. So pillar number one in Heal Your Hormones is all about stress management, mindset techniques, um, self-care techniques, all of those things to kind of set the stage to keep your body in a state of more calm, um, and out of those those kind of fight or flight type of hormones. Uh, pillar number two is going to be nutrition. So with nutrition, I don't give specific meal plans, but I do talk to my clients and patients about what makes healthy nutrition in terms of hormone health. And I think for that, you know, the idea that protein, fats, and carbohydrates, all three are what we call macronutrients, and they're all three really imperative for hormone health and do different things. So I always say a lot of my clients undereat protein. Most women I have found really significantly undereat protein. And protein is beneficial for several reasons, but on a basic level, protein is helpful because it's the building block of every single cell in our body. So we want to have good functioning cells, which create a good functioning or high functioning body. Um, And so we want to make sure that we're eating, you know, everyone's protein needs are a little different depending on your activity level and your muscle mass and your size and your height and all of that stuff. Um, Your even your goals. So people who have a goal to, you know, build more muscle or lean out a little bit, protein tends to be a good macronutrient to eat for that. But in general, I recommend people eat no less than about 0.75 grams of protein per pound of body weight. That tends to be um, a pretty good amount. If you're, you know, over about 200 pounds, we can go down to about 0.6 grams per pound of body weight. But we want to make sure that we're eating 
quite a bit of protein because like I said, it's the building block of every single cell in our bodies, which creates good hormones and good functioning systems and then optimal functioning bodies. Number two is carbohydrates and carbohydrates tend to be kind of demonized. A lot of women have heard of the Atkins diet or South Beach or keto or different things like that, where carbohydrates are mostly kept to a minimum. But I can tell you from, from being in this field for a long time that while women don't need tons and tons of carbohydrates, we do definitely need some. Carbohydrates help um, provide energy to our body. They help fuel or yeah, they help fuel our brain. Um, and our body wants to burn carbohydrates. So we do need some carbohydrates and I hate to give even a range here, but most women need somewhere between about a hundred to 150 to at least kind of maintain. And again, this number definitely matters on activity level, muscle mass goals, all of that kind of stuff as well. There's a lot of factors that go into some of these exact amounts of macronutrients that our bodies need. But in general, I tend to tell my patients not to go much lower than about 100 to 150 um, because also when we're in really low carbohydrate diets, we tend to produce more of those stress hormones I was talking about earlier, which can um, impair you know, your estrogen and progesterone and testosterone, DHEA, your melatonin, some of these things. When we think about hormone health, I always give... Um, a kind of analogy of a pyramid. And at the bottom of the pyramid is your foundation hormones, which are insulin, cortisol, and adrenaline. And so when those three are really balanced and in a good place, then up the pyramid, things like progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, DHEA, those types of the other hormones tend to be in a better place as well. So when we're talking about nutrition, we can also talk about blood sugar and, and insulin, um, and we want those things to be balanced as well, which helps when we eat balanced macronutrients, so balanced meals of protein, fat, and carbohydrates. So I didn't go over fat yet, but for fat, we need healthy fats as women. I also see, and it kind of depends on which, which kind of fitness program you're doing or which kind of fitness or nutrition programming you've been accustomed to, but I have definitely seen women under eating all three of these different macros. So most women just technically, just typically under eat protein, but depending on who you're listening to, you know, a lot of women under eat um, fat and a lot of women under eat carbohydrates and they're kind of in opposition of each other. But we definitely need healthy amounts of fats too in the forms of our omegas and good quality healthy fats because fat um, helps to create good hormones. It helps our brain health, our bone health, our hair, skin, and nails, um, our joint health. It helps all kinds of good things in our body. So you want to make sure that you're getting in, you know, I say, I tell my patients no less than about one to two tablespoons of good, healthy fat per meal. Um, and again, you know, a lot of, a lot of women are eating like 50 or 60 grams of fat per day, which tends to be a little bit low. So you really just want to make sure that you are getting in good, healthy fats at every single meal. My third pillar is exercise, where we talk about, you know, the different forms of exercise. So we talk about what strength training does. We talk about what, you know, long form cardio does. We talk about what HIIT training does. We talk about the importance of things like walking and yoga, meditation, low uh low form of intensity type of cardio and exercise is also really helpful to, again, reduce some of those stress hormones. 
we talk about sleep. We talk about why sleep's so important, A, but B, we talk about some of the sleep hygiene um, around sleep to help you get a better good night's sleep. So things like getting off your device about an hour before bed, making sure your room's dark and cool, making sure you're doing a good winding down bedtime routine. All of these things really help to make sure that you are getting yourself into a state where you could get good quality sleep. And then lastly, we talk about vitamins, supplements, and herbs to kind of help support overall what's going on. So if women have high estrogen or low cortisol or high cortisol or um, low progesterone or low testosterone, there's all these different hormonal imbalances that different women can have. And there's all kinds of different combinations of each of them. And like I said, the very bottom of this pyramid is going to be to balance your insulin, adrenaline, and cortisol. And so I always look for the root cause of what's going on with my patients and why their hormones have become unbalanced. And then we just kind of start peeling the layers off an onion and find a good balance to where they're feeling better, their symptoms are gone and their hormones are in a good place. So those are kind of how I do. That's my proprietary five pillars to hormone health. That is how I work with my patients. And again, some people need a little bit more help in different pillars, um, which is kind of an individualized approach. And then, like I said, I have a group coaching program called Heal Your Hormones Masterclass where we do all of these things together. So you can find me online at my website's AllieDameron.com. I am on Instagram at AllieDameron. I have a podcast called The Allie Dameron Show. And I also have a free Facebook group called Holistic Health with Allie Dameron, where I have um, thousands of women in there that you can ask questions, you get support. It's a wonderful group of women to just kind of learn um, from each other. And like I said, get your questions answered because I know this stuff can be confusing and difficult. Um, and I try to simplify it and make it as easily accessible and easy to understand as possible. And there you have it, my friend. I hope you learned so much in this episode about eating for your hormone health. If you want the notes from this episode, more on the guest contributors and what they mentioned, you can head to the show notes at jennyholbert.com forward slash 104. And I also left something for you there because if you're interested in eating for your hormone health, I'm guessing you may also be curious about how to work out for optimal hormone health and why your menstrual cycle is actually your superpower to optimizing your energy and feeling strong in workouts. So if you want my free workshop on how to sweat and sync with your cycle, that will be in the show notes as well, jennyholbert.com forward slash 104. Thank you so much for being here. And until we chat again, go live your one wild life.